Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to Speak for Yourself, Marcel Swan, Emmanuel Acho. You know we're going to get it started with the NBA Finals. And Draymond Green would like to hit the reset button on a disappointing game three. Hard reset, like put a plug out the wall. He fouled out last night and finished with only two points. Yuck. After the Warriors lost, he got in a testy exchange with a reporter when he was asked if his podcast is giving the Celtics inside information. Take a listen. Hmm. I don't say much different on the podcast than I say to you right here, so... Nah. What's the X's and O's that I said on the podcast? You all right? Yeah, actually, I, the only real thing I, I noticed that like really stood out, we talked about how to cover White, Smart, and Horford differently between games one and two. That was really only... Oh, yeah, that was just contesting shots. That, if that's X's and O's, then I don't... You reaching for something, it's all good, though. Keep going. <laughs> reaching heavy. Ooh, I chose. It's fair to criticize Draymond for his podcast. I'm so excited about this show, um, Sel. It is completely fair to criticize Draymond Green for his podcast during the NBA Finals at that. Yeah. Like, what you doing, Draymond? Mm. It's the biggest games and game of your life. Mm. You need to minimize all distractions as much as possible. Mm. Family can't minimize that. Draymond Green, you are going to be a father. You are going to be a significant other. But do you need to be a podcast host right now? Mm. No. Mm. You've taught me several things over the course of this show, and you know I quote you several times, but no greater quote has Marcellus Wiley brought to the earth than this. Uh Uh-oh. No one cares what you're doing. Oh, until you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Beautifully said. No one cares what you are doing until you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. Draymond, truth be told, we don't care that you have a podcast when you're balling. But now that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, yes, we care what you're doing, Draymond. And it's not a fault of our own. We would be the dummies as fans, as analysts, as Steve Kerr, your head coach. We would be the dummies to not assess why you sucked so much in game three. Why do I say we would be the dummies? Because if Draymond Green played as atrociously as he did in game three, and we did not try to assess the why, then it might happen again in game four. Okay. Now, are we reaching by blaming it on a podcast? Sure. Oh. But you got to be honest. Okay. We always try to assess what meets our eyes first whenever there's an issue. Mm. So you go to the doctor's office with a headache. Mm. The first thing they're going to say Have you had excessive screen time staring at something? Do you wear glasses? Uh. The first things that a doctor is going to do is assess the thing that's easiest to assess. They're not instantly going to say, hey, let's get you a CT scan. No. (laughs) The first thing they're going to do whenever there is something performing poorly, in this Mm. case your brain, is assess what is easiest to assess. Now, 
Might Draymond Green's central nervous system be off, and maybe that's why he played so poorly in Game 3? Sure. But that's way harder to assess than, firstly, what's meets the eyes. Hey, how much sleep did you get last night? You've been distracted by the fans. You've been distracted by your family. Are you distracted by your podcast? Mm. So I do not fault us, nor do I fault the media, the person who asked that question, for assuming it might be a podcast issue. Because that's our job to make sure that it isn't the thing that's right underneath our nose. I got a lot of thoughts. Yes. I'm going to stop here, and then I'll pick up later. Oh, I love it. You got us rolling. You got us running. And I love what you said there. Uh, My experience disagrees with what you said there. Um, Let's just say, initially, they're not connected. We should not be criticizing Draymond Green for a podcast based on his performances. And that's what this is. We're basically trying to get indicators to why is Draymond not performing up to Draymond's level in this series so far. Let me remind everyone, Draymond has fouled out in two of the three games in this series. Let me remind everyone, Draymond hasn't made more than two field goals in any game this series. Let me remind everyone, he hasn't scored double-digit points in a single game this series. So when you know that, you're trying to figure out why that is. Yes, sir. Here's the problem. There's this thing between order and chaos called reality. Mm -hmm. We all have played a game before, Acho and I and athletes understand this. You can't predict performance. All you can do is put yourself in the greatest moment of preparation for said performance. Draymond is doing that. What got Draymond here is what's going to get Draymond there. So never go into a place where all of a sudden, let me take away some things because I'm not performing well. That's how I'll perform well. That's an old mindset and an old model of how to focus. Okay. Old school focus is you play this sport and you take your butt home and all you do is eat and sleep and come back and play that sport, right? Sure. And if you did anything else, let's go back to the 80s or the 90s, you did anything else, you're not focused. You're sure. distracted. Then we came up with the new model, which these players play under, which is nah, nah, nah. Focus is having a bunch of things you have to deal with. LeBron James. I own a company. I have my own podcast. I have my own podcast company. I'm in movies, blah, blah, blah. Shaquille O'Neal, et cetera. Everyone. I know what to prioritize. And that's why I'm not distracted because that's how I focus. So old school focus, one doubt on the wall. Draymond, basketball, basketball, basketball. New school focus, you got a thousand things on the wall but you know how to prioritize them. What Draymond Green right now is suffering from is everyone's misperception. Why is Draymond not playing well? Well, you guys have skipped a step to initially who Draymond is. Draymond has a limited skill set, which makes him have to be supremely focused, supremely confident, and sometimes he has to toe the line. So never question if Draymond Green is focused because that's his only superpower. What keeps Draymond being the Draymond Green that we all respect is that focus. Now to question it because of his performance, you guys skip the step. You know what that step is? He has a limited skill set. Sure, he does have a limited skill set, but if Draymond's superpower is focus and he is doing things that might detract from his focus, then we need to start detracting from the things that he's doing, a.k.a. podcasts, a.k.a. unnecessary elongated pressers, a.k.a. taking shots at old-school Celtics former finals MVPs. Draymond, if your focus is your superpower, then hone in on your superpower. Don't start getting so many things that are going to undermine your superpower. I digress. Okay, I'm with you. I'm about to say something that will either change everyone's opinion on this Draymond situation or at least enlarge their opinion on the Draymond situation. The greatest football player currently playing, at least based upon MVPs, 
is Aaron Rodgers. Yes, sir. Aaron Rodgers is not overly active on social media, nor is he overly active with the media. Greatest basketball player currently playing right now is Giannis, who go on to Tacumpo. Mm. Giannis is not overly active on social media, nor is he entirely active on social media. One American broke a world record during last year's Olympics in <clears throat> track and field. That was Cindy McLaughlin. Cindy McLaughlin is not overly active on social media, nor was she at all active during the Olympics on social media. Greatest basketball player of all time, many would say Michael Jordan. Social media did not exist, so he was not active on social media. Greatest basketball player of this generation, LeBron James. In 2013, he started to instill zero dark 30 when he got into the playoffs. Not active on social media and went to six consecutive finals after he instilled his zero dark 30 playoff mode activation. What does that mean? The greatest at their sports are not overly active on social media or with the media. But Draymond Green, you are. Coincidence, causation, correlation. You all decide. Mm. I'm simply presenting the data. Mm -hmm. If I look at Aaron Rodgers, if I look at Giannis, if I look at Sidney McLaughlin in track and field, if I look at LeBron James when he went to six consecutive finals after instilling Zero Dark Thirty, if I look at Michael Jordan because social media did not exist, the greatest at their sports are not overly engaged with the media, yet Draymond Green is. Mm. I am not saying that it is the causation, but at a minimum, there is a direct correlation, and we have to bring to everybody's eyesights the correlation between Draymond Green's excessive activity, unnecessary activity, yeah. and his subpar performances. Ah, uh, well stated again. But there are some false narratives that support what you just stated. Oh, wait. Um, when you walk out with confirmation bias, all you're looking for is what you want to see. Mm -hmm. So when you look at Draymond Green, you may say, See game three and you're talking to the media and you're doing your podcast. Oh, Draymond, oh, Draymond, you're distracted. Forgetting that Draymond made second team all defense this year with a podcast. Forgetting that Draymond Green in game two was rewarded by most of the media as the catalyst to why they won game two. His defensive intensity, him out there playing flag or tackle football, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Draymond Green was the guy that everyone heralded as saying, you bring that guy, that's how the Warriors can win this series. And then one performance later, but still podcast, one performance later, all of a sudden, we got a different narrative. This happened to me, and the reason I say why I disagree with you is not because academically I disagree with you. It's through my experience. I used to think the same way. And then I told you the story before. Let's go right now. 1997, when I first got drafted to the Buffalo Bills, four years, $2.1 million. Let me tell you where that .1 went, to DJ equipment. <laughs> Boy, I got all the DJ equipment I could. And I was a DJ in 1997. Now everybody's a DJ. 1997, it was a rare thing out there. It was Clark Kent, Jazzy Jeff, you know, Red Alert. Like, it's like, that's it. Kid Capri and me. It was five DJs. I was doing concerts. I was doing everything. Stadiums, conventions, whatever it might be. I DJed all the way to the Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. I DJed all the way to all pro status. Mm -hmm. I DJed all the way to franchise contracts, all this big dog on mm -hmm. campus. And I was DJing. Mm -hmm. And every owner that I played for, hey, Marcellus, you know, Friday, I'm having the owner's party. Mm -hmm. Would you like to DJ? And as soon as I started coming down the hill, you know what happened? Everyone started to blame the DJing. Mm -hmm. When it wasn't the DJing, it was me. And my limited skill set, uh -oh. as it started to erode, Draymond Green, 
no longer in a tooth. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green already starting off with a limited skill set. How come we skipping that step? That Draymond Green never was fully activated physically, so he always has to be locked in mentally. Now y'all going to question his only superpower that got him here? To me, that's a false narrative. Well, I'm questioning it in part because Draymond questioned it. Remember, post-game, mm. Draymond said mm. maybe he was listening too much to the fans because Draymond Green got that tech in game two. Okay. I believe that was when he got that tech, and that was when there was so much questioning around should he have been ejected in game two. But he balled game two. He did ball game two. Draymond. But what Draymond <laughs> said was going into game three, he was fearful of getting an early tech because he had listened to so much of the fans and was listening to the rest. So he did not play his game. Mm. So even Draymond has admitted he let too much of the outside noise get inside. But I want to address your DJing analogy for the first time in my 18 months of doing this show. Let's go. What's your favorite cheat meal? Cheat meal? Yes, sir. Uh, Hawaiian punch, Cheetos, and probably uh, some some ribs. Hawaiian punch, Cheetos, and ribs. Call it that. Do you monitor how often you have that cheat meal? Maybe like, ah, once a month, once a week. Oh, no, I try not to, but (laughs) it happens. It happens. When you were a kid, did you ever monitor how often you had Hawaiian punch, Cheetos, and ribs? No, it happened too often as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Because... When you are younger, you can afford to do certain things that as you get older, you should probably get rid of. Yeah. So I will not say that your DJing did not affect your career. Just like I won't say Draymond's podcasting isn't affecting him during the course of the season. As Marcellus Wiley got older, Marcellus Wiley had to get more introspective. Maybe I should stop eating Cheetos, fruit punch, and ribs because my metabolism is slowing down. (laughs) So what I could do as a youth, Big Dog can't do as an adult. What Draymond could do during the regular season, Draymond can't do in the finals. Mm. Because as you get older, your metabolism slows down. Mm. And as the season grows, then the defense and the opponents get tougher and get stiffer. Mm. I do, in fact, think, Sel, that as you do progress and as you do ascend, you do have to shed some weight. Yeah. What got you here will take you there. But you notice when you climb in a mountain, when you're doing X, Y, and Z, yeah. you do have to start to shed some of that weight. I think that Draymond needs to take all of the heat that he's taking because mm. it's the finals. I don't want to see no podcast. I want you ready for the game on game day Please. Okay. I, I I can't subscribe to that. I got a little kid that's playing sports right now. I got two kids following him. I had one already finished playing sports. Draymond Green, the first three rounds of the postseason. No one had an issue with Draymond Green's performance, and no one had an issue with Draymond Green's podcast. As soon as you have an issue with his performance, now all of a sudden you want to change his mental makeup. You want to change his mental diet. Here's the problem. Acho, when it's a big game, all of a sudden do you change your meal? Or do you eat the same meal that you've eaten all the way up to that big game? I've seen it go both ways. I've seen some guys, oh, this is a big game. I got a really carb load. Then they go out there, man, I don't know about today. I'm a little bloated. I'm a little consumed with that because you try to do something bigger when it's a big game. Coach always says you want to do the big things, do all the little things. What are the little things to Draymond? He literally goes home after a presser, goes in his hotel room, and talks into a camera. Versus him calling his boy, FaceTiming him, and debriefing the game. This could even be spun as a positive as Draymond Green. Draymond Green, after a game, if you're the guy who's like, oh, I didn't play well, and you keep all that in versus, oh, let me call my boy. Or let me talk about what I did. Let me address it. Let me not run from it. Let me just look it in the mirror. 
that could be a positive. But all Draymond is doing is the same exact thing that he's done that made Draymond great. But now, since there's a slip in one performance, game three only, let's be real, maybe game one. All of a sudden, we saying the podcast got to go. You better ball Draymond game four or else that podcast and Colin, y'all. <laughs> Coming up, the Celtics are two wins away from the title after last night's performance. Tell you if they've now taken control of this series. Next, don't speak for yourself. Making y'all think out there, huh? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. We got to get back to the NBA Finals because the Boston Celtics took a commanding 2-1 lead behind a combined 53 points from their stars, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Now on the other side, the Warriors got a scare late in the game when Al Horford rolled on top of Steph Curry's left leg. But a report today says there's optimism. Curry can play in game four tomorrow night. So, Sel, mm. talking about game three, did the Celtics take control of the series? Ah, the Celtics already had control of the series despite it being 1-1 before yesterday's performance. Now, they're up 2-1, and it's obvious to everyone they have control of the series. But before that, I talked to you about how they had the psychological edge in this series. Want to know why? One, they stole a game from the Warriors, and they had home court advantage. Two, if you just look at it historically, a team now that's up 2-1 wins 80% of those series in the NBA Finals. Three, the Celtics are improving in this series as the games go on. Before the Finals, Celtics were averaging 107 points. Now that has gone up. Before the Finals, they were shooting at the three-point level, 36. Now that's gone up to 43. Celtics are self-scouting and improving. Meanwhile, they're also limiting what the Golden State Warriors can do outside of Steph Curry consistently. So what's happening now is the game plan is working and their plan B to try and limit others around Steph Curry is starting to activate. You're seeing the number one defense starting to show itself offensively against the Golden State Warriors, which in the postseason has been a good defense as well. All this adds up to, yeah, they got the edge, not only in the series lead, but also psychologically. Y'all don't believe me? I agree wholeheartedly. Oh, you do? Welcome. We've been expecting you. <laughs> Got my oh. Celtics green on for a reason. Celtics took control of the series, but they took control of the series for this one very reason. Game three was the only game in this series where there were no fluke performances. Hmm. You go. might say Draymond's, hmm. but disregarding Draymond's, game three of the series was the most accurate game to date. Game one, mm. Jason Tatum was atrocious. It's not going to happen again. Game one, Derek White 
Al Horford balled out of their mind. Mm. That's not going to happen again. Game one, Klay Thompson, atrocious. Ain't going to happen. Mm. Game two, Klay Thompson, still fairly atrocious. Al Horford, Marcus Smart, two points, outliers. So in game one and game two, we saw outliers. That was not the norm. We saw performances that we will likely not see again. But oh, in game three. Mm. Game three, Cell, game three viewer was the first game where you really saw everybody for who they are. Klay Thompson, he's likely going to give you 20 to 25. Okay. Steph Curry, he's likely going to give you 30. Jalen Brown, going to give you 25 plus. Jason Tatum, going to give you 25 plus. Jordan Poole, he going to give you 10 to 15. He might give you 15 to 20 right in there. Marcus Smart, give you right around 15. Mm. Mm. Al Horford isn't going to give you 30, but he ain't going to give you two. Mm. Grant Williams, not going to give you 27, but he's not going to give you zero. Game three was the first game that I looked and I said, everybody really represented themselves accurately, except for Draymond. But even Draymond, statistically, he's not going to give you 20 points, so we can knock him all we want for the two points. But it's not like statistically Draymond Green was that much of an outlier. His presence just wasn't felt. Mm. The Celtics really took control of the series because this was the first game where they said, hey, bring your best. We going to bring our best. And let's see who is the best. Yeah. And yesterday I was like, ah, huh? Warriors brought just about their best. Mm. Now, they didn't bring their absolute best because Jordan Poole did only have 10. Draymond Green only. I get all that. But the Warriors didn't play bad. And the Celtics didn't play bad. They both played pretty good. And the Celtics got the dub mm. for that reason. I have to sit in this chair on today mm. and say the Celtics took control of the series. Oh, man. Our age difference didn't allow us to really hang out in the same time with our same primes. Like, you still in your prime. I'm over the hill. But, boy, if we hung out at the same time in our same primes, you would know one thing them about streets? me. In them streets with the K. I get to the club early, dog. You know Why? Because I don't want to be late to the party. I want to see the party build the sociologist in me. Oh, she just walked in. Let me give her about 30 minutes. Oh, she walked in. She ain't going to get much time. Let's go. I want to see it do this. Remember before this series, you're late to this party. I told you the Celtics, better defense, deeper team, more balanced team. And this team is a winning team on the road and at home, not the Warriors. Warriors are a losing team on the road. I said the Celtics going to win game one. You looked at me crazy. All right, I'm at the club now. All of a sudden, Acho pulling up. Hey, Wally, you, where you at? I'm in here. You're in this here? I can't right. hear you. All right, all right, come on in. Then you pull up and you walk in, and now it's after game three. Damn, what you been doing? Come on, Acho, I got you, big dog. Have some fun. Yes, the Celtics have control of this series, but I thought this before this series even started. Let's talk about these Golden State Warriors. In specific, let's be the ones that talk about Steph Curry. You know what Steph Curry's done in the fourth quarter? How many points total? Three games. Uh, exactly. Six points in three fourth quarters. Steph Curry, he has a plus minus of minus 30 in the fourth quarters of these games. He's not doing anything. I told you the game plan was going to be, Steph, go out there and get it. Go, Steph, go. Now, where are you going? You're not going anywhere because nobody else is coming with you, Steph Curry. We're going to put the clamps everywhere else around you. Klay Thompson is not himself just yet. Let's be real. Draymond is limited just based on who Draymond is. And Jordan Poole, you ain't been here before. So we'll take our chances letting you try to go out there and make you a defensive liability. All this adds up to the Golden State Warriors that were averaging 115 points before this series. Now, 
105. Defense! I'm telling you, bro, you late to this party, but it's all good, Acho. I already poured you a drink, and it's all water. <laughs> That's boy. how I know you my dog. Mm. Um, the other reason that the Celtics took control of the series sale, mm. I think they proved game one wasn't a fluke. Game one. There you go. Celtics. Yeah. Nine threes. Fourth quarter. Down by 12, end up winning convincingly. Mm. Luke, ain't gonna happen again. Not again. What? Derek White, buckets like Horford, but that ain't gonna happen again. Nice, yeah, he nice. Game two, yeah, game one was a fluke. Warriors went out there and won convincingly, did what they were supposed to do. But game three was going to tell everything. Mm. Game three was going to either assure us that game one was a fluke, or game three was going to assure us that the Celtics might just have a chance. And what game three did, was convinced me the Celtics might just have a chance. Mm. Selling football coaches would say this all the freaking time. It truly dictated who got recruited to the major universities and who didn't. Oh, I need to hear this. Say this. <laughs> you can't coach speed. Yeah, speed you can't kills. can't teach speed. Can't do it. Speed, kit, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You cannot coach size, strength, and speed. Mm-hmm. You can try to enhance it, mm-hmm. but you cannot coach it, America. High, wee, uh, high school peewee coaches can't do it. <laughs> what the Sox. Celtics have and what they proved in game three, size, strength, speed. Yeah. There came a moment in that game, there came a moment in that game where Jalen Brown literally looked at Klay Thompson, and he didn't audibly say it, but he said it figuratively by his body language. You're slow and unathletic. Like disrespectfully said, you're slow and unathletic. Not verbally, but he said it by body language. How do I mean? Because he got up in his chest and pressed him with Clay with the ball in his hands and said, I dare you to go around me. And Clay almost did. And Jalen Brown blocked his shot at the rim and then cussed over him. Yes. At that moment in time, I relaxed my shoulders. I shrunk in my chest. Is this when you text me? And I said, it must have been. White flag. And I was like, well, bro. Because I couldn't even carry the same posture oh. as a Warriors fan. Because oh. I said, hey, if they're bigger, stronger, and faster, you ain't got a shot. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work, work hard. hard. But what we don't ever talk about in this life, what happens when talent does work hard? Mm-hmm. Heard about it. Because the Celtics are talented. Yeah, yeah. And in game three, yeah. They was hard working. Uh, they was real hard to beat. Man, 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 you took me back. We got to give a story right now. We got to go campfire. Before the season started, we all got our playbook. You know, the, the player's Bible, this big. You're like, first of all, let me just tell every coach now, I'm sorry and say it when we were playing. I never read the entire playbook. That thing was too long. I was like, where the D-line at? <laughs> okay, linebackers a little bit. All right, safeties, here we go. I need to know back in. The entire playbook, I'm like, no, you ain't never calling these plays, coach. But... They give it to you. What I loved about the game is every single week we got a scouting report. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do, and that's what we've seen from them most recently. What I told the Boston Celtics to do, and look, I don't know if they got the message or not, but they're playing like they did, is don't look at the Golden State Warriors in terms of their jersey, in terms of their championship success and the rafters and the names. Look at the scouting report and who they are right now. Steph Curry is still Steph Curry, y'all. Clay ain't Clay. Dre ain't Dre. And Jordan Poole is an unknown. We got these dudes if we play our game. So now I look at them. The Warriors had two losses by double digits before the finals. In this series alone, they've already lost two games by double digits. That's called a scouting report. That's called playing the game. Coming up, Cooper Cup big season turned into big bucks. I mean mega millions. 
find out how he or if he made our top five wide receivers list. That's next on Speak for Yourself. The money got me acting funny. <laughs> Golly. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Cooper Cup is coming off a monster season, leading the league in catches, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. That wasn't enough. He was also named Super Bowl MVP. Now, he just got seriously paid. Signing an extension with the Rams yesterday. That's reportedly three years for $80 million. Goodness, Cooper Cup's new deal and his off-the-chart stats. Last year, got us thinking about best wide receivers in the game. So, Acho, give us your top five wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah, baby, you ain't one. You not one. Your boy got the game. I hate you. <laughs> My top five wide receivers in the game. Ooh. At number five, uh. had to put in a young boy. Who that? Had to put in a young pup. Who that? Jamar Chase. Oh, you're going Most receiving yards. Rookie. Oh, Super Bowl era. Mm. Big dog over 1,400 yards. Mm. Helped lead his team to a Super Bowl. Let's now, see. they did not win the Super Bowl, but Jamar Chase is an absolute monster. Mm. An absolute dude. Mm. At number four, uh. how about Stephon Diggs? Can we travel to, to Buffalo? Can we travel to the North? Let's go there. Quick? Let's go there. Stephon Diggs, last two seasons, third in the NFL in mm. receiving yards. Mm. A beast, a monster, one of the best route runners in the entire league. Yes, he Beat, is. And he got the hands and Sticky. the size and the speed like. to match. Total monster. Okay, hold on. Your list is looking a little shaky already because we only got three slots left and you got five dudes you need to put up there. Let's see how you're going to do this. Let's see this. At three, Tyreek Hill. Oh, God. Tyreek Hill sells since he entered the league. He has the most touchdowns, 50-plus. The worst thing a defense can ever do is give up an X play. That's a real. play of 20 yards or yeah, more. Yeah. Tyreek Hill Big is correct. the best receiver in ball at getting X plays. Now, why Tyreek Hill is a top fight receiver to me, in all honesty, mm. as many defensive meetings as I sat in in preparation for an offense, yeah. of any receiver that I will list, Tyreek Hill puts the most fear in the eyes of a defense because mm. of his speed. speed. He I is a six-time Pro Bowler, made the Pro Bowl every year he's been in the league, a multiple-time All-Pro. Damn, peace. Right. Number two. Okay. Devontae Adams. Okay, we cooking with grease. Devontae Adams is a total dude. Devontae Adams, the best receiver in football over the last four years. Yeah. Over the last four years, Devontae Adams leads the NFL in touch it, touchdowns, uh -huh. leads the NFL in receiving yards, uh -huh. and leads the NFL in catches. Mm -hmm. Devontae Adams, beast, dog, monster. What mm -hmm. else do you want to want, know? But you want to know, number one. Come number one's easy. What? Why we talk about this? What's, what's this? My cup overfloweth. Your cup overfloweth? My for, Cooper cup For one year, it overfloweth. As number one, he's the best receiver in the league? He's got to be. Triple crown. 
Most catches, yes. most touchdowns, yeah. Yeah. most receiving yards yeah. Yeah. last season. But most importantly, yeah, yeah. he helped lead his team to the Super Bowl. And yeah. then on top of that, he was a Super Bowl MVP. Nobody else on that list can say that they're a Super Bowl MVP. I do not care if it was just one year. Mm. That year was so dominant. It was so dominant, it just leapfrogged everybody else that had the We're body We're talking about the best receiver in the NFL, not the best receiver in the 90s, the best receiver <laughs> right here today. How about, Cooper Cup? How about 2021? <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, your list has a lot of holes in it, but let me first plug in my holes and start with number five. How you going to leave out Justin Jefferson? Can I do it? Can I? Oh, that, that, oh that's not it? Okay, that, whatever. My son, I'll do it better. Justin Jefferson, who had the second most receiving yards in the league last year? Behind your Cooper Cup. So if Cooper Cup is number one because he had a tremendous year. How about a guy who's had two tremendous years, including last year, when I don't think a lot of people are saying his quarterback is elite. Justin, Je- there you go. That's how you hit that thing right there. Justin Jefferson needs to be on your list. He's number five. Number four, Cooper Cup. Be real, dog. I'm talking about making you the general manager. I'm saying draft these guys. You are not drafting Cooper Cup first overall at the receiver position. Cooper Cup is tremendous, but before last year, there was just conversations of Cooper Cup along with Robert Woods being a tremendous duo, tandem. And then he emerged last year. No shots at Cooper Cup, but number one, properly rated at number four. Let's go to number three, Stephon Diggs. You ever seen that dude in practice? Stephon Diggs, y'all need to just YouTube Stephon Diggs workouts and practice sessions. His footwork is blurry. It is silly. I have ne- and I've played with some great receivers, Andre Reed, Eric Moles, no shots to them. I've not seen footwork like Stephon Diggs, and it shows in terms of his production. Number two, Devontae Adams. Let's be Fair. real. I'm Fair. with you. I can echo exactly what you said about Devontae Adams. We know in the last four seasons, who's been more productive than Devontae Adams? That's a body of work I respect. Number one, I can't believe, in case you forgot, Roy Jones, in case you forgot, what happened to my man, DeAndre Hopkins? Suspended, sir. He's suspended. TD. Oh, really? Player, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you can't, be, you can't be rated PDs. high. Hey, allegedly. Well, he got suspended, but he <laughs> he ain't going to fight it I can't, I can't rate him. DeAndre Hopkins? If Deshaun not Watson playing. is going to be rated top five he's on your list. not. And he's playing. We don't know if he's he playing. <laughs> Deshaun is still tentatively playing. That's true. DeAndre Hopkins is not playing, and he didn't even try to appeal. He was just like, hey, hey yeah, they got me. They got him. Yeah, but if he was on my team, I would have the best receiver in football. No one is tougher, better route, speed combination, everything than DeAndre you Hopkins, number one. You told me that you do not respect People that get busted for PEDs. You're right. You're right. How can you You're dare right. You're right. put him at the top of your list You're right. if he got busted for performance-enhancing drugs? Because I'm speaking for the people in terms of who do they want to know I think is the best receiver. In terms of me and him hanging out, having a drink, I ain't got no respect for you because you did the PEDs. Imagine if Cooper Cup was on PEDs. Yes. But he's still, if he's going to be allowed to play, is DeAndre Hopkins going to be allowed to play next year? Not in the first yes. like eight games. That's a yes. So if he's going to be able to play, who's going to be the best receiver next year in football? You think it's Cooper Cup returning from a triple crown to do it what? Do it again? You don't believe that. It, okay, first you thing. You don't believe that. I, I really do like you your Justin that. Jefferson. He should be on your list. Jamar Chase is just better. How? The numbers haven't showed yet. 16-16. You know what that is? How many yards he had, bro? 16-16. Jamar Chase ain't there. Jamar Chase had a 200-yard game, Coach. I believe. Oh, we don't went from one season down to one game. Yeah, couple of them. What you going to do now? One quarter? Which one was in the Super Bowl? Oh, that's great. That's great. That's a greater team. That's a greater team. That's not a greater receiver. You're missing not only Justin Jefferson, 
But why wouldn't you have DeAndre Hopkins at least number five? Jamar chasing True. one year True. and one game? Here's, here's my biggest Go problem. Go past Hopkins? I don't know. I, I've never taken PDs, clearly. Well, clearly. No, I'm about to say. I've never taken PDs. Okay. So I don't know how much it helps or hurts. So once you get busted Ooh. for PDs of any sort, yeah. I just kind of have to disqualify you because ignorantly, I don't know how much it did for Everything you. Everything he's done? I got to disqualify you, you at, least, back. at least this season. Because, I just, one, how long you been on the PDs? Dog, he played for 11 different quarterbacks in Houston and didn't miss a beat. You think that was PDs or DeAndre Hopkins? I'm asking. I, surely I'm he's asking. a beast, but I just wonder this. Well, if everybody was uh, doing whatever Hop was doing, yeah. would they have done better? That's my problem. We got to get to your cup disrespect. How? We do. How? Truth, I honestly, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do you this. You better not of do all it. all the things I don't ever want to do, I don't want to do this most. I don't want to make this racial. You, you don't want to make it racial, but make it racial. Why would you do that? How can you have Cooper? If Cooper Cup did not look how he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have Cooper Cup higher. No way. You, you, there's no, no way. There's no, 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 there's no, no, no way no, no, that you could ignore no, no. 1,900 yards. No, there is no, no way that no, you could ignore all no, those touchdowns. No, no. You could ignore Super Bowl MVP. If Cooper Cup did not appear how he appeared, he would not be so low on your list. You are wrong. I'm trying to use that against me. You know I'm objective. Look, I respect your one year of greatness. He's been good for a couple years, though. Come on, come on, come on. I respect anybody's one year of greatness, but it doesn't take over a body of work. Therefore, Justin Jefferson. You gave me two years. Respect. Cooper Cup. About to Cup. get on his head. Cooper Cup. About to get on his Cooper head. Cooper Cup. How many great years? Great years. About to get on his head. How many Watch. great years for Cooper Cup? Go. How many great years for Stephon Diggs? Two. Two. Two great ones. Two great ones. And how many, how many right good ones, but two great ones. And how ones. many other ones did he have like Cooper Cup? Three. <laughs> so that's the point. He got five to consider. Cooper Cup has one amazing and the rest are lesser. At his best, is he better than Stephon Diggs? His numbers are. So he better. No, no, no. You are what your numbers say. Hold on. You are. Hold on. If you do this consistently, if you consistently give me A's and then you, Cooper Cup, B's, 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 A plus, I don't think you're a better student. He's consistently, since he left Minnesota, even in Minnesota one year, he's consistently been a, a higher rated receiver than Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup surpassed him in one year, but that doesn't surpass him in body of work. Here's, here's why I truly I despise your list. If Cooper Cup was 6'4 and 210 with the same numbers, you would not have him that low. No, that's crazy. I'm trying I to just tell saw you. Cooper Cup two weeks ago. First of all, he's bigger than you think. I don't give a damn what you think. 6'2, 210 like this on swole. On top of that, all I need is a body work. He separated himself from Robert Woods in part because of the injury to Robert Woods, in part because then he had to share the experience with Odell. But Cooper Cup was the dude this. last year. Before last year, what was your Cooper Cup? This. Was he even top five? Let this. this. Yeah. Let this. I got, uh-huh. Did we, did we disrespect Debo Samuel? No. Because we both think the same thing in terms of our evaluation. Tremendous one year. But where's the body of work? Now, at least Cooper Cup has been there. Not injured, not properly being utilized. Cooper Cup's been there. Debo wasn't even in the conversation. Yeah. So that's why he's at number four for Understood. me. Before this year, what was Cooper Cup for you? Was he a top five receiver? No, no, no top ten. So how you go from not even top five to number one that fast, surpassing guys who have bodies of work that are greater than Cooper Cup? I don't focus on bodies. I focus on personality. Oh, yeah. Focus on color, too. Coming up, Steph Curry's hurt, and Draymond Green had a game to forget. Try to catch me. We'll tell you how worried the Warriors should be next on Speak for Yourself. <laughs> Warriors were outscored by 12 points in the fourth quarter of last night's loss. They were also dealt a bad blow when Al Horford rolled on top of Steph Curry's left leg, leaving him with a noticeable limp. 
after the game. But a report today says he avoided any major issue with his left foot. And there's optimism. We can play in game four tomorrow night. So, Sell, that's a lot for the Warriors to be worried about. But how worried should the Warriors be? Gravely concerned for themselves. Um, Steph Curry's now injured after already in three games in this series, limping to the finish line. How many points again in those fourth quarters? Three fourth quarters. You add them up, six points for Steph Curry. Now add an injury to that insult right there. These Warriors in trouble. Because Steph Curry, I think psychologically, tried to separate himself from this team in terms of, I'm going to lead this team. I'm not deferring. I'm going out there getting buckets. This is a selfish motive because not only do I want to win the finals MVP, but I want us to have the best chance for success. That's me leading the charge. That's great. Why? Because Klay Thompson is not Klay Thompson. Why? Because Draymond's not Draymond. Why? Because you can look at Jordan Poole. He's inconsistent. And from the first series in this postseason to now, you've seen a steady decline. So Steph Curry took it on himself. I'm going to be the guy. And now that guy has one ankle. Woo, they in trouble, big dog. They're going against a deeper team, more balanced team, hungry team, as hungry as them, if not hungrier, and more importantly, a better defensive team. That is all of a sudden playing better offense than they have this entire postseason. How does Boston come with the number one defense, stop the Golden State Warriors from shooting and making 115 points a game down to 105, and then their offensive production goes up? Man, if I'm the Warriors, be careful, big dog, because they don't like support. Sell, so I'm officially a Golden State Warrior, sir. I ain't a worry warrior. <laughs> a warrior, sir. Um, God, they got to be worried. God, they got to be worried. Here's why. I told you. It's not like the Warriors can grow over the next, I don't know, week and a half. Bro. Can't get no taller. Mm. And truth be told, mm. the biggest discrepancy in this series is a rebounding discrepancy. Yes, yes. We man. don't ever talk about rebounds. We talk about points. We talk about dimes. We might talk about fast break points. We might talk about free throws, et cetera. We don't talk about mm. boards. Mm. Why not? I don't know. Because that truly is one of the most telling stats in all of the sport. Celtics out-rebounded the Warriors 47 to 31. On the offensive glass, 15 to 6. What does that mean? That essentially means nine additional chances to get nine additional buckets for the Celtics over the Warriors. <sighs> How can you not be worried about the Warriors when you realize the predominant lineup that the Warriors play with? I don't know, the tallest dude on the court might be Draymond Green or Wiggins sitting there at 6'6, six, 6'7. Six, six, mm. Meanwhile, Jason Tatum is casually 6'8", and he's the three for the Celtics. Mm. He ain't the four nor the five. Mm. So, like, the Warriors are just smaller, slower, <laughs> and older. <laughs> now, I do think they are better, uh. but they're still smaller, slower, and older. Mm. So how can you compensate for that? You're not getting any faster, any stronger, or any more athletic this series. For that reason, you truly have to bank on the Celtics making dumb mistakes. Mm. You feel me? Like, yeah, you're not going to out-athlete them. No. You have to bank on outsmarting them. But you can truly only outsmart them if they perform unintelligently. But they smart, too. Yeah, here's the problem. Like, it's weird how you can look at this series two different ways. People were saying, oh, Golden State before last night. They had won seven of the eight quarters. They just had a bad fourth quarter in game that. one. You were I saying was, that, right? I was saying, I'm guilty. Now, let's flip that coin over. Boston really has controlled this series outside of having 19 turnovers for 33 points given away in game two. 
without that, without giving the game away or giving the ball away, Boston may be up 3-0 in this series. Crazy how different the complexion can look. Does Draymond Green still have more fouls than points in this series? <sighs> they in trouble, big dog. They in trouble. You know why they're in trouble? Because their formula for success was based off of we are here, we're expected to win, we've been here before, so we should win. And I told you that before game one. That's not why you will win. If you look at the Boston Celtics, they've been a team that's unmasked what the Golden State Warriors are. They basically said, look, Steph Curry and his shooting ability and his ball movement and also him as a player moving is going to create opportunities for others. But if we let Steph Curry go get his how many opportunities will be created for those others and how will they take advantage of them? So now you can see the clamps. You can see the inconsistency. The postseason low for Klay Thompson in terms of shooting the three is porous, even though he had a good game three. They are clamping all around the island of Steph Curry and say, Steph, do what you got to do. But how far can you go? Especially when now Steph Curry only has one ankle to do it with. Coming up, it's safe to say Draymond Green wants to do over from his bad game three. Tell you if he's helping or hurting the Warriors right now. Or, <clears throat> as Osho says, the Warriors next on Speak for Yourself. My Golden State Warrior. Draymond Green is getting more headlines in the finals for his physical play and antics on the court over his stats. Green fouled out last night and finished with only two points, four rebounds. Yep. He was also very direct when asked about his performance. Take a listen. Hmm. Draymond, how do you how do you feel you played? Like what was the difference this game? Uh, I just think I never found a rhythm, um, really, on both ends of the floor. So, uh, not enough force, but just got to find the rhythm quicker. Draymond, what most disappointed you about the way you guys played tonight and yourself? I was soft. That's what was most disappointing to me, uh, for us. Wow, I chose Draymond Green helping or hurting the Warriors right now. Hurting them mm. uh, excessively, mm. and he's not just hurting them today, he's hurting them tomorrow. Mm. I was watching the great Isaiah Thomas post-game give his thoughts. Kenny the Jet Smith, they had a phenomenal conversation, uh, and I will regurgitate it for y'all that missed it. What they said was this, Sal, that you follow the leader in sports. Yeah. Draymond Green, we know, is the leader. He's the heartbeat of the war Warriors. Steve Kerr may be the coach, Steph Curry may be the best player, but Draymond Green is a leader. So if Draymond can do a podcast after a loss, huh? during the games, hmm? then Jordan Poole going to be looking like, oh, why can't I do this? Do X, Y, do Z. Kamingo, why can't I do Wiggins? Why can't I? Hmm. Draymond Green, as the leader of the squad, he is going to dictate what everybody else feels the freedom to be able to do. Mm. He might not dictate all of their movements, but he's going to dictate what everybody else feels the freedom to do. Yeah. So Draymond Green is hurting the warrior, Warriors today yeah. because of his bad play. He's hurting them tomorrow because he's now setting a precedent for what is acceptable during the NBA <laughs> Finals. This yeah. isn't the time to have your own show. Uh, I don't think it's that reason, but his production certainly is the reason. Uh, Draymond has more fouls than points. Draymond's fouled out of two of the three games. Draymond hasn't made more than two field goals in any game. But you got to remember, no one comes to a track practice first day as a track runner and says, I want to run the mile. 
<laughs> Everybody wants to run 100. Then you fall down to the mile. Just like Draymond Green. Now, I'm the heartbeat. I'm the focus. I'm the intensity guy. I'm the rebounder. You fell down to that because you're not the scorer and you're not the greatest of the other things. So that's what this is. Respect Draymond Green for what he is. He's locked in mentally. He just has limited physical skills on display that are starting to slightly erode in the greatest moments. It happens. Steph Curry's had his issues as well. Check his fourth quarter. Six points combined. All that's added up to Boston. Got control. That's it for us. We'll see y'all tomorrow.